Well, the Houston Astros dropped their first home opener in 11 seasons. That's right. They had 10 in a row. They lost tonight. Jordan Alvarez was really the only spark that was flying on the offensive boards other than the sparks that we got from Dylan Cease in Chicago. Let's talk about this and more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Hey, we are Locked on Houston Astros, and we are your daily Astros podcast. My name is H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Pretty much anywhere you get your socials. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a like whenever you watch our videos. And remember, we are your team every day. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. That's right. When you use the code Locked On MLB, you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hey guys, I'm Sean Wheelhouse. Um, Eric the Man Heisman is not here tonight, so I came in solo to talk about the game. And I just want you to know that I have a big takeaway from the game and what we need to do to fix that. And we will look at that as well. Pitching notes, some defensive notes, and some hitting. Good and bad defense, some hitting or not hitting, I should say. But the big takeaway tonight is the Astros offense, the key to this offense going, I think, all season long, is when you see Michael Brantley and Jose Altuve return. Their absence, I think, will be felt in the next few weeks. I know it's only one game. But the way we fix that right now is Alvarez has got to be a spark plug for this offense. He's the catalyst. He is the cog that turns the wheel. He is the guy that comes through in the ninth inning and hits a solo shot to bring it within one run. And then you end up having to depend on a rookie in Yiner Diaz, who for all intents and purposes, I know he's a rookie, looked very lost at the plate. I didn't like the swings he was taking. He didn't look comfortable. Of course, the relief pitcher was throwing smoke, but at the end of the day, you have got to get it done. I was like, this is a big spot for him, and he he just looked really lost at the plate. So let's talk about the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros come into this night. It is a celebration where they unveil the 2022 World Series champion golden flag. Um, tonight, I want to thank our friend Chris, invited Eric and I, to take part in the pregame festivities. We were out there on the field, actually um, along the left field foul line in the Crawford boxes. We were on the field holding the flag. And if you've ever done that as a season ticket holder or or been any part of that, it was astounding. I got to tell you, thank you, Chris, for um, inviting us because when I walked out onto that field and I looked around at the sold out 40 plus thousand people my first thought was I got chills. My second thought was how do players play in this environment? How do players play in the playoff environment? And I mean, I gained a different respect just being on the field and having the pressure of I've got this flag. I was the holder. Eric was a runner. 
And let me tell you, when there's tension on that flag, you've got to use every bit of strength you have. That was so neat to be on the field during that time, seeing the White Sox and the Astros right there in your presence. So that was really, really cool. Um, tonight's lineup was a little, a lot of people had a lot of questions about it. A lot of people had a lot of questions about why they started, who they were going to, who they started, why Chas McCormick did not start the game. And I will get to that here in a second, but I kind of want to go in order here. I want to talk about Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez pitched five scoreless innings. Um, he did give up six hits. And he only had four strikeouts. Now, you would have liked Framber to get more than four strikeouts. But when he was in the game, they didn't score runs. So as I was talking to, to a friend on the way home and explaining, yeah, Framber didn't have 10 strikeouts, but he kept runs off the board. That is the purpose. That is the purpose of the pitcher. The purpose of the pitcher is not to strike a batter out. The purpose of the pitcher is to get outs, period. How you get those outs, it doesn't matter. And so when you had Pena, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, a killer top four, followed by Tucker, and then you have a serious drop-off offensively with Diaz, Myers, Maldonado, and Dubon, Framber Valdez had to be on his game, but Framber Valdez was not the problem tonight. It was the relief pitching. It was Ryan Presley, America's closer. It was... Hector Neres did give up a couple hits, but he got out of a jam, bases loaded jam, and with one out, and that was phenomenal, a little Houdini act, I could say. But when Andrew Vaughn got the first run on the board, um, Ryan, the, the White Sox were 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, and that wasn't necessarily the fault of the defense or who was in center field, McCormick or Myers. That was simply Ryan Presley, Gave up that hit, and that was the first run. They would come back and tie it with the wild pitch. Jordan Alvarez would score when Jake Myers was up to bat. One-to-one -one going into a late ball game where the other team's not scoring. You knock their starter out. You think, okay, this is the Astros' ball game. And then, of course, Rafael Montero, he comes up. Well, so after Valdez, you had... Brian Abreu. Okay, Brian Abreu, one strikeout. A friend asked me on the way out of the stadium, why did they not let Abreu pitch another inning? I'm like, well, it worked out for Nerys. It didn't go horribly bad. Um, no, I did not secretly flip off Joe Kelly out there. We actually, when you hold the flag, you are not allowed to take pictures. You are not allowed to interact with players, not even say hi to them they will yank you off the field really quick, and they got people monitoring you. So they protect the players. Um, I'm sure some people were yelling stuff at Joe Kelly. I saw he was really close to – he was right there on the um, third base foul line. But the pitching goes Valdez, five innings, four strikeouts. I think I said five or six earlier. Abreu, one inning, one K. Um, he was removed. Nerys would come in, get out of a bases-loaded jam, got two big strikeouts with one out. And that would be that. And then Montero would come up and give up the solo home run. And then Presley would give up two earned runs, two hits. He would get the loss. So America's closer, Rafael Montero, who signed the big deal in the offseason that a lot of people heavily criticized, were the reasons why the Houston Astros ended up losing this. But they weren't the only reason. The Astros only had four hits. 
you can't get four hits against the Chicago White Sox, who has actually a pretty decent offense, and expect to beat them. You can't get four hits against many ball clubs and expect to beat them. The Rangers won today. The Yankees won today. All these other teams are rival teams, or are, their fan bases are reveling in their victories. And but it's one game. The sky's not the sky's not falling. The Astros aren't going to go zero and one sixty two. Um, they're not going to lose the division. The Rangers aren't going to win the title on March. I mean, like, if you want to give them the title March thirtieth, go ahead and do that. Um, it, it's just so important for us to keep perspective. Now there are some things and I'm going to talk about the good and bad defense here in the second segment. And before we do, and I will get to y'all's comments here in a second, flying solo. It is a little bit more difficult to get y'all's comments up there. I see them. I'm not ignoring them, but I'm trying to keep things in order, especially for our listening and audience, because if I go too much back and forth without telling who makes the comments and really explaining those things, it gets lost in the audio. So right now I want to tell y'all that game time is this amazing app. I'm telling you, if you want tickets and you don't want to pay a high price, you got to go to game time, buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. Game time is that fast and easy way to buy tickets to all sports, music, comedy, and theater that you would love with killer deals on last minute tickets, their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for all the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Um, images of seat, seat views, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and so much more. Forget planning months in advance. Forget trying to have this plan and all that stuff, plan your work and work your plan, which is a good thing. But with this, you get exclusive flash deals for tickets or football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. Um let me tell you what you need to do to snag your tickets with the game time app without the stress. Download the game time app today, create an account, use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and the redeem code is locked on MLB for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed game time. That is where it's at. So look, we got to sit back. And I'll, I'll get back to the hitting here in a second. But the good and the bad. Jeremy Pena did not look great tonight at shortstop. I'm not saying he's a bad shortstop, but he didn't look great. Did not having the shift hurt the Astros. Would some of those hits been hits had we been able to shift? Um. Someone's asking me here. I'll get back to this towards the end. Um, Danny Mack Jr. is um, asking, do I think something's wrong with Presley? He was shaking his arm a lot. I don't know. I Look, being at the game, it's interesting to me how much detail I don't pick up because people are talking to you. We actually got to meet, and I, I'm never bothered by this. If you see Eric or I at the game, please say hi to us. We met several listeners of the show several guys from Austin, from Dallas, here in Houston, from all over, um, met, met a fan of ours. Uh, she was in from Southern California. Um, so it was really cool seeing everybody from all over the continental U.S. literally here on opening day. They recognized us. So we love interacting with our fans. Um, 
But Jake Myers tonight, starting in center field, was a head scratcher. Let's just let's just get that off the table. I'm not saying it was a terrible move, but I'm saying it was an unexpected move. I, I just really wonder what Chaz McCormick did or didn't do that caused them to start Jake Myers over Chaz McCormick. Because to me, what you could have done is put Chaz McCormick in center field, put Jake Myers in left field, or flip-flop them, I don't care, and then let let Jordan Alvarez DH. Yiner Diaz, as much as I have touted his bat in moving up through the system, he has struggled. He had struggled in AAA as of late. Is Jake Myers a Dusty Baker guy? Is Jake Myers the guy that they're like, look, it was Chaz's job because Jake Myers and the other guys got hurt. So now that Jake is healthy, is that why Chaz is now playing second fiddle? Was it a matchup thing? I I don't know. I haven't looked at Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick's numbers versus Dylan Cease. I don't think there's much of a sample size to really justify that. Yiner Diaz being in there isn't a matchup thing. And when you look at where he's at, uh, well, you had Tucker and Diaz back to back. So you know, Pena, Bregman, you know, right, right. Alvarez left. Abreu, Tucker, Diaz, both lefties. Myers, righty. Maldonado, righty. Dubon, righty. I mean, I don't know. It just seems weird and odd that they some of the players that played tonight and where they played the positions they played jake myers got a ball hit to him early in the game and it didn't result in a run but it could have he did not rush the ball like i thought he should have as a center fielder and threw the ball in very almost flippantly to where it looked like had he been aggressive on this ball hit to him probably could have thrown the runner out at third. And then you had the other thing where Abreu misses a ball at first, and everybody's like, see, we need Uriel's glove. Sorry, Yuli Uriel's glove. I'm like, no, look, don't don't try to bring Yuli back because of one defensive missed ball. Because when he missed that ball, it went straight to right field. And who got it? Kyle Tucker, who's got an absolute cannon, throws the runner out at third base. That's the kind of defense that the Astros need. And in the absence of offense, you need defense. Um, Jake Myers did not impress me tonight. Jeremy Pena was not great tonight. He's had better games. There was a lot of stuff hit to him. Could the shift, as much as I hate it, could the shift have helped tonight? Now, the home run by the White Sox, that's not a shift problem. Um the the I guess the hit over Pena's head, unless they're playing Pena deep in that out deep in that um or shallow in the outfield, deep in the infield, out of the dirt, maybe he makes that play. It was over his head. But you can spitball and you can speculate all you want to. The bottom line is I think you have an issue where you have Altuve and Brantley both out. You had the bottom of this lineup, which is not very powerful. Mauricio Dubon was in there for his defense. He wasn't in there for his bat. David Hensley, I think, is a better bat. They trust 
Dubon's glove at second base with a ground ball pitcher in Framber Valdez. Maldonado got a hit tonight. I mean, you know, Maldonado's going to hit. He's going to get hits. But he's got Myers before him and Dubon after him. So you either got a hit and a double play, a strikeout. I just, I don't know what it's going to take to get this offense to be more than Jordan Alvarez. Someone, someone speculated to me tonight, well, maybe if Kyle Tucker would have signed a contract extension, he would have hit a home run. I'm like, no, I don't, you can't, you can't equate contract extensions with players all of a sudden being motivated and have a great opening game. But dang it, you wanted this game. They would have won the 11th opening day game in a row. And I believe that would have been a record. I believe they were tied with some, the, the, be, I think they were the Boston Bean Eaters or something like that before they were the Red Sox and they had 10 and they were tied with them. And that's right. Dead Reckoning says this. McCormick deserved to be on the field tonight, even though he doesn't hit right-handed pitching very well. He still has better stats versus Myers. Myers was flat-footed on defense. Oh my gosh. You know, that's a great term. He was flat-footed. He was not active. That's not the Jake Myers I saw playing in AAA. That's not the Jake Myers I saw going into the wall in the ALDS when he hurt his shoulder. I know Jake Myers has more than that out in the field. Someone goes, heck, just bring up Drew Gilbert. What can go wrong? The bottom line is this. It's it's not the end of the season. I've already got Yankees fans in my mentions. I already got Rangers fans touting. I literally have a friend that only – text me <laughs> he's a good friend of mine he, we were actually roommates in college he only texts me and he's from houston but now he's a rangers fan he was like hey the rangers are in front of the astros for the division lead he goes but i'm gonna enjoy it while i can i said enjoy it while you can because that is going to be probably one of the only times you guys are on top of us okay sammy helped me there i, I appreciate it sam he said the Boston Bean Eaters were what the Braves used to be. Okay, I, I was not sure. I, I thought the Red Sox had always been, you know, the Red Sox, but, you know, I don't know everything about baseball, but I do appreciate you um, doing that. Um, Danny Max says our team will be fine. Didn't Dubon, didn't Dubon have, have that relay to get the runner out at third from Tucker? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm just talking about Dubon's bat. I know he's in there for his defense. It just his bat just doesn't play. And guys, our bottom four hitters are not great. Diaz, Myers, Maldonado, Dubon. That's why I would have liked to see McCormick out there. I would like to see DHB Jordan Alvarez. You know, Jordan Alvarez hit a home run. He played left field. He said he feels better when he plays left field. And like Wallace says, there are 161 games left. So believe it or not, we're not going 0 and 162. Believe it or not, the Rangers aren't going to win the AL West. And everything will shake out to prove itself as I think the Astros winning the AL West pretty easily. Jacob DeGrom, even though the Rangers won, got shelled. Like three and two-thirds innings. I think he gave up like five runs or six six hits and five runs. Um, he did not look great. So they got to hope that he stays healthy. And yes, like native Texan 1836, love the name. 161 and one. That's right. Tomorrow we start our 161 game win streak. Um, Chaz's bat is not the best. 
you're right, but I think defensively, I don't know, Chaz, I, I just feel like what he did in the World Series, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks this, but what he did in the World Series, I think he earned a spot with the Astros on opening day. So we've talked pitching. Valdez, not great, but but solid. Relief pitching, moments of brilliance, fell apart, lost the game. On top of that, not great defense, but some good defensive plays mixed in with Jordan Alvarez basically being the person that was trying to drive this team to a victory. The Houston Astros fall in this first game against the Chicago White Sox 3-2. to two. It was tough to watch. And look, if you are out there and you know the tournament is heating up, we got the Final Four that will be in Houston this weekend. There's no better place to get in on the action that, than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot on a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Also, I want you to know that this episode, um, we want you to go to the MLB season preview. Get ready for this season with the ultimate six-episode season preview. Our local and national experts give in-depth analysis for every team and division in a, in a way that only Locked On can provide. Find all six episodes of on Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't checked out the episode I did with the um, AOS preview, go check it out. Uh, Seattle guys get a little salty. Everybody likes to throw shade at us. And I'm sure if we were to have a cross podcast today, crossover, that I'm sure they would be like, see, y'all, y'all aren't that great and blah, blah, blah. So we will be fine. It is a tough pill to swallow, but there's 161 games left, like King Beard says, and we are still going to win ring number three. Um, so someone said they followed the Cougs and they lost interest in the final four. Well, those final four tickets are, are actually kind of a little bit more affordable. So, um, it's just one of those things. Do we have any glaring questions to ask after a game one loss? Is it time to sound the alarms? Are we worried about the Houston Astros and the fate of the 2023 season after tonight? I would say no. Jose Altuve came out when they announced his name, had a paint cast on his thumb. Um, The crowd went absolutely berserk. He is definitely the favorite Astro on the field right now, the most popular, I think, athlete in all of Houston. And it was great to see the fans pour their heart out for him. Michael Brantley was announced. People went nuts. But this offense is definitely going to be missing something with those two out of the lineup. Michael Brantley, a consistent contact bat. Jose Altuve, the spark plug that you need to lead off a game. And we're going to be asking ourselves, is Jeremy Pena the answer at leadoff? Will Kyle Tucker get a chance to lead off? 
Will Alex Bregman get a chance to lead off? How many games will Jake Myers play than Chaz McCormick? We're hearing that they may rotate them on a daily basis. I think you'll see Hensley in tomorrow. I think you'll see McCormick in tomorrow. And the Houston Astros will face the White Sox for the second game of their series tomorrow evening. And let's look at that before we let you guys go. It has been a long day. I hope if you went to the game, that even if the Astros lost, even with the Astros lost, that you enjoyed the game. And if you do see us again, we're we won't be there tomorrow, but if we're ever at a game that you're at, please find us. Please let us know. You have um, Lance Lynn going against Christian Javier. And I think Christian Javier is going to deal tomorrow. I really think he's going to have a great game. And I think he's going to stymie the White Sox offense. Lance Lynn tends to be somewhat decent against the Astros. But you have Jose Abreu, who is 190 against him. You have Jordan Alvarez, who's 455 and a home run. Alex Bregman, who's hitting 400 with him, two home runs and 15 at-bats. Martin Maldonado is hitting 500 against him in 14 at-bats. So he's 7 for 14 with the home run. And then Chas McCormick and Tucker have both faced him. On the other side of the bill, Javier has faced Andrews Benatendi, um, Luis Robert Jr., and Andrew Vaughn, all those guys in in 18 at-bats only have one hit. So they have one hit against Christian Javier. Let's hope that he strikes out a ton of hitters. Let's hope the Astros come back and get a big win. Lance Lynn is good, but he hasn't had a ton of success against the current lineup as it goes per MLB and the stats they've given us. Um I just really thought that the Astros were going to come out and do something tonight. I really thought that after the ceremony and everything, just being pumped up, that we were going to see some sparks fly. I really, really wish Yanir Diaz would have not looked so lost to the plate because he had an opportunity tonight to make a mark on this ball club, being a hero in the first game. Um and, you know, look, pregame festivities, there were a lot of music stars, Megan the Stallion, who I'm not really a fan of. I don't really listen to her music. Uh, Cody Johnson sang the national anthem. And then Mark Wahlberg did the um, first call, the let's play ball. Um, we met when we were, and I'll wrap the show up with this, when we were waiting to take the flag out on the field, we, we saw Kat Presley, Ryan Presley's wife came through. Julia Morales came through. Um, Alex Bregman's wife, Reagan, came through, took pictures with everybody, was super nice. Um, when we we're going on the field, we weren't allowed to talk to the players, but we were like in within talking distance of all the players on the field. Jim Crane and Wendy Crane were there. They were sitting on top of the Budweiser, um, you know, uh, wagon being pulled by the massive Clyde Stills we were right next to. So it was a really, really neat experience all around. If you ever have someone that gives you the opportunity, to go out on the field and to um, go out there and be a part of the holding the flag, I would highly recommend it. And look, you could tell solo thought sports says here is, he has a great point. Um, you could tell by the amount of sliders and four seams down the middle that the hitters were missing. Um, they weren't, they weren't ready. Like Framber looked uncomfortable at times. The hitters didn't really look, 
super comfortable and we couldn't see it at, we couldn't see it at the game maybe you could see it at home but i was told that the strike zone was not the strike zone and i'll end on that <laughs> we've become a baseball game that's the ump show and if these umpires are going to try to regulate games you might as well bring in robo umps and let's just get that going let's just do it already why not sit there and why sit there and speculate or let these guys ruin these strike zones when you're causing them to regulate everything else? You might as well regulate their calls because their minds are on so many different things. There was an inning. They didn't even check. There were two or three innings. They didn't even check the pitcher's hands. Like they said, we're going to really emphasize checking pitcher's hands when they leave the field. They didn't check them half the time. It was really weird. Um H-Town 23 says this. We'll, we'll leave it this. Cody Johnson and I worked at the same prison in Huntsville. He's a great guy. Oh, I didn't know he was a former prison worker. Well, hey, thank you. It's got to be a tough job. Look, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. This is Locked on Astros. Eric Demand Heisman's not here, but he will be back. We'll be back Sunday to wrap up the games that the Astros have had against the Chicago White Sox this weekend. Um, please make sure that if you are into fantasy baseball, um, after you make us your first listen at Locked on Astros, make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So ask yourself these three questions. Is the sky falling? The answer is no. Will the Astros figure it out offensively? Even without Altuve and Brantley, I think they will. And how are the starters going to respond on a day after the relievers kind of give up the game? And that may be something that we have to deal with. The relief pitchers were so good last year. They had very few mistakes. They gave up very few games. Are we going to see more of this? And as someone asked on the show, is Ryan Presley okay? I don't know. Shaking his arm. Apparently someone said in the comments that Roger Clemens on the broadcast was saying he was a little concerned about that. Let's hope that everything is okay with him. So my, so for myself, from H-Town Wheel, I mean, for, for myself, H-Town Wheelhouse, Eric Demand Heisman, and Locked on Astros, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. And those fans we met tonight, thank you so much for the comments and compliments to the show. It means a lot to us. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you later. Have a great weekend. And as always, go Strohs.